Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring Almost finest, Monte Hill. Uh-uh. The pride of the Excelsior, Joe, put your boy Shafty. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Oh, baby! What is happening on a Tuesday? Oh, I'm spicy now, baby. I'm spicy now. Now we got action. We got an NFC title game on Sunday. Fourth time in five years the Niners have played an NFC title game. And boy, we got material. Baldy just joined us. And he says some things you don't want to miss. So we're going to play that all throughout this segment before we get to 5-2 Kirk Morrison. That's coming up at 8.30. Good morning to everybody out there getting off the graveyard shifts, the overnight dancers. Hopefully you made a good dollar yesterday. Good morning to all the teachers, students, cops, firefighters, park conductors. Shout out to Anna and Baby Chance who are on FaceTime right now. You know, I'm a little, I'm probably a little triggered now because Anna says I have anger issues like Tony Soprano. That's not the case. Tony's psycho. He's psycho. By the way, shout out to the... Uh, I'll read it. Sunset, sunset Cantina. Cantina. So, you know, I'm an Excelsior boy with, with roots in the sunset. I got this letter. I opened this box today. It said, Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky, as a daily listener of The Morning Roast... A Frisco native and a longtime business owner in our fine city. I would love to invite you down to my restaurant in the Outer Sunset. It's called Sunset Cantina. I have enclosed two gift cards, one for each of you, as well as some Cantina swag. We hope you will enjoy this and maybe even become regulars. This is my cell, because if you need a resi or whatever, just let me know that you're coming in. I would like to say hello. Thanks for the laughs in the morning. Keep up the good work. 3414 Judah. At 39th Avenue at Sunset Cantina SF. And I'm telling you right now, he sent us sweatshirts. Yep. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, it's it's like a Toucan Sam kind of a character with the Sunset Cantina. Mm-hmm. You got the white one, show up the white one. The white one is hard. I yeah, like the I feel white like one. the white one I'll never be able to wear because Anna will just grab it. Yeah, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna steal that from you. It is sweet. I mean, it's really cool. So I just want to shout out, you know, there's a lot of small businesses right now that are doing everything they can to grind it out and make ends meet. And it's very difficult because the food delivery apps, you know, are are such a big part of their business. And, you know, everybody's trying to squeeze a dollar, you know, uh, out of of somebody. And it's just tough for these restaurant owners. And I know that there's a lot made about In-N-Out Burger closing in Oakland, which is why we need to support small businesses 
like Sunset Cantina. Yeah, I love that. Sunset All right? Cantina. I'll be seeing you soon. I will be seeing you soon. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Roddy and Tracy. Roddy and Tracy. Get him on the airways before we start playing these Baldy cuts. Let's go, Roddy. I couldn't What's believe happening? what Baldy said. Yeah, I can't. We have to reset. Well, I, I could believe it. I could believe it he because has- the man knows football. So I could believe what he said. Go ahead, Roddy. Yeah, what's up, Roddy? What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Gotcha. Yeah, but you got to bring it. Hey, a uh, couple things. It seems like Armstead's injury is a lot more serious than it actually is because Joseph Day was getting a lot of run, and I was wondering why the hell. Justin Day only got 10 snaps. So he only got 10 snaps. He got 10 too many. He got 10 snaps. He didn't, it wasn't like hey, he played the entire game. To me too, he played 10 snaps. It seemed too many to me. Yeah, but I didn't see him all year. Yeah, but he played 10 snaps. Armstead's working himself back from an injury. They played 10 snaps. They're working himself I think back. they were overblowing his contribution yeah, but to Givens, the team. They, they were playing Givens much more throughout the, the end of the regular season. And I, I just look, D-tackle's a problem. We spent a, a lot of money on it. It is a problem. But Justin Day only played, Justin Day only played 10 snaps. Okay, keep going. I understand, I understand. And it also seemed like that they were, you know, the Niners have been attacking the middle of the defense this whole year, and it seemed like they were wanting them to, and they weren't getting anything out of it. And it almost seemed like they were getting more production outside the numbers. And last thing, if Debo is really banged up, I almost want to see McCaffrey in his sort of role running in motion and having Elijah or Jordan Mason in the backfield just to have some sort of gravity pull. So that's all I got for you, boys. That's no. a good call. That's a good call. I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you about that. I'm not mad at you about that. I mean, look, <laughs> the Debo injury is going to be a problem. Now, he brought up something, Roddy and Tracy. He brought up something about the middle of the field. So you keep bringing up the Ravens game. And what the Ravens did with their matchup zone was they just made the middle of the field congested. They had a guy designated to make sure, hey, Purdy and Shanahan want to throw the ball to this spot. Yeah. Whether it's the deep drag, whether it's the quick slant, whether it's the in routes, they had somebody over the middle of the field waiting on those routes. Same thing happened against Green Bay, which was why during the game I was screaming, saying, man, there's no deep shots. There's nothing outside the numbers. Mm -hmm. Finally, they got outside the numbers on the final drive. What do you know? Chris Colley, 17 yards. What do you know? Jawan Jennings with the drive starter going for eight yards. What do you know? George Kittle's wide open in the flat. You have to take shots outside the numbers. That's what that's the difference between Brock and Jimmy Garoppolo, which is why we fell in love with Brock, because he would take those shots outside the numbers deep down the field. I need to see that against Detroit this week because they are sitting. I'm telling you, these teams now, they know the shit ahead game mm-hmm. plan. They know where Purdy wants to throw. It's over the middle of the field, whether it's intermediate, deep, or short. They are sitting on those routes, Shasky. we got to open it up outside the numbers. Well, they don't have a lot of personnel that can win matchups out there. Like, that's just not – like, Ray Ray's not not a great wide receiver. He's just not. Like, it, well, it's not on Ray Ray. No, I know. But this is, this is where you got to develop guys. But you also have to – well, I mean, you Chris also Colley, have to play to your Jordan personnel. Jordan Jennings. You know what I'm saying? But that's not their strength. Brendan Ayuk. Force feed Brendan Ayuk oh, every I, single play. That I agree you with. C.D. Lamb in Dallas is the only receiver worth the damn. Like, Brendan Cooks is okay. No, you know, Brandon Cooks is... He's, he's, okay, he's whatever. On, but that's what I'm saying. Brandon Ayuk needs to be forced fed 15 targets. Yeah, but that's why Dallas is at home. You know, balanced attacks are what's going to help but, you But win. no, they had C.D. Lamb running some garbage routes in that, that game. Against, they didn't come ready to play, but for the most part, during the regular <laughs> season. Yes. In a game like that, you know what? I got to... You just heard Baldy. Well, that's what I, I didn't see to. enough creativity for Brandon Ayuk. No, that I agree with. Which, again, it was like... It felt like it was the Debo game plan. And then when Debo goes down... They were like stuck. They were in no man's land. The bigger thing for me is that, and just I'm just going off the tone of Baldy. 
Baldy is unemotional when it comes to each team, right? Yeah, he's friends with Lane Johnson. He's got a soft spot in his heart for the Baltimore Ravens, right. but he doesn't root. I felt like he truly loved watching Brock Purdy play football for the longest time. He was maybe his biggest fan. He believed before I believed, I admit it, you know, and and he helped win me over as well as Brock winning me over and just didn't. You, you have to tap out when you have an unbelievable season like he had this year. He was unbelievable. But when I'm listening to Baldy, who was as big of a Brock Purdy fan, going back to last year as anyone I know, when I'm put it, when I when I'm going with my own eyes and I'm starting to like loose, uh, I don't know, and I'm listening to Baldy talk. The big game gene, I don't know about. That I don't know. But in terms of like seeing the field and being inaccurate, it's inarguable. He didn't have a great game until the end. And I don't think he was as impressed well, with the final fourth quarter as maybe a lot of people online have been. Well, so you missed the show. You're out with the new baby, LJ. Shout out LJ. Baby LJ. I missed a lot Baby of time lately, and I apologize. So, but no, why are you apologizing for missing uh, time? Because I like being in. No, you don't need you to know, apologize I'm the straw. to nobody. Stop, stop, stop apologizing. Sure, you're the straw. Um, <laughs> you know, Spadoni was in for you. It was before the Baltimore game. And we start talking MVP. You remember this, Spadoni? I think Spadoni asked a question, actually. You know, Brock Purdy, MVP. Is it sealed? Is it? And Baldy said, I, I need to wait on that. I need to see what happens against Baltimore. And the way he said that, it was like, wait a minute, Baltimore, you've been hyping up Brock, you've been saying. But it was the week of the Baltimore game where he said, this is the game I need to see him play well. And if he plays well this game, sure, fine, you're the MVP, whatever. Uh -huh. But I need to see it. I'm going to hold my reservation for the Baltimore game. And in the Baltimore game, Christmas night, Brock Purdy threw four interceptions. It could have easily been seven interceptions. Mike, I'm not even being hyperbolic here. No. It could have been seven interceptions. No. And ever since that game, Baldy said, oh, boy, these are the type of defenses you're going to have to see in the playoffs. I need to reserve judgment on Brock Purdy. So he has not gotten over that Baltimore game. Well, it's safe to say that. That Baltimore game did a lot to Baldy, and it did a lot to our fans. It, he threw four picks in the game, all right? But four like the, picks, the, the and it could have been seven. The, no, no doubt, no doubt. The big game gene thing, like where you're talking about big games – isn't part of why Troy Aikman is held in high regard? Yeah, I love Troy Aikman for that. Big games. I know a lot Not of Not for his think, regular season. Yeah, I know a lot of people think he's overrated, but I think Troy Aikman is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen. He's in my top 10 personally. He, is it me growing up watching football yeah. up until today? Troy Aikman's in my top 10. All right. I don't think Eli Manning is even sniffing the top 15 yep. players of all time at the position. Yep. Why is he, you know, highly regarded some of the big games that he played in? Uh, when I look at Patrick Mahomes. In a big game, does he ever step down? Mm. No. Why is Joe Burrow considered such an elite player? Because he outdueled Mahomes yep. in those one-on-ones in the big games, right? The big games do they, they matter. They matter a lot. And when I asked him, like, who do you trust in this big game? And he went, Jared Goff. Well, here, let's hear. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's play it. I would say Jared Goff, just I mean, just because of his experience. Just of his experience and I think the overall offensive line play. Uh, in, in how they play and who and who those guys are up front. I mean, they got an all-pro, first-team all-pro center and right tackle. The left tackle has been in this league for a decade. Um, you know, they Glasgow is just a warrior. Yep. Like they, th that group up front is really, really good. <laughs> they it might are. be the best in all of football right now. So, 
and they protect Jared Goff. Like he's he's their guy. So I I would say just because Goff has been there, he's been to a yep. Super Bowl, he's been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, just his mentality, it never really changes. I probably trust Goff more right now. So he trusts Goff more right now. And it's very interesting he said that, which it doesn't surprise me he said that. It, it surprised me. No, it's not surprising okay. to me. Why? We just had this conversation last week. We talked about the four to see quarterbacks. And last Tuesday, people thought I was going for a narrative or some hot takes. And last week I said, out of the four to see quarterbacks, who are you taking off the board first, second, third, fourth? And then we talked about Jared Goff. And I said, you know, Jared Goff has proven a lot more in the playoffs than Brock Purdy. You pass some pushback, and I get it. I get it because of the Goff's failures. But he has been in a play. And McVay. And McVay. The way McVay publicly criticized him, which was so unique. That's all. He threw him under the bus. Yes, he did. But but, but I I tried to mention this, and he actually did lead the team to a Super Bowl without Todd Gurley as his running back who got hurt. And they had T.J. Anderson, who they just picked up off the street. And they played Belichick and Brady. And Belichick's one of the greatest minds, if not the greatest defensive mind, that this game has ever seen. And they were in that football game for the most part. They were. Goff was young, inexperienced, but he did lead a team into the Superdome to get to that point to the Super Bowl. It's true. And he's played a lot of playoff games, and he's won a lot of big games. So that's why it doesn't surprise me with a guy like Baldy, because it's not. there's no hate on Brock Purdy. He just doesn't have experience. Goff has been around the block a couple times. He's failed. He's been kicked. He's got sent to Detroit, and they thought, oh, boy, Goff's career is over. He's going to Detroit. Well, but what about reaching the NFC Championship game in back-to-back years? That's impressive. That's impressive. That's impressive. Okay. So it's just basically winning the NFC Championship well, game is a differentiator? Well, no, it's not just that. It's not just that I, It's simple. impressive to take no. two different teams there. Two different teams. That, it, and golf grew with that Rams team. Yeah, and, and that Detroit team. And that Detroit team. And he's put up some numbers. Numbers for the Rams and the Lions. Now, also, Brock Purdy, sure, he got the back-to-back NFC Championship games. But why, how well did he play that Dallas game? The toe that we have about Brock Purdy right now was very similar to the toe we had about Brock Purdy after the Dallas game. He didn't play well for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, he showed up in money time, which he gets credit for. You showed up in the biggest moment, and you helped lead the team to the victory. But for three quarters of football against Dallas and against Green Bay, Brock Purdy was very, very average. And I'm being kind by saying that. Okay, so was the Seattle playoff game a big game? It was a huge game. Okay, he looked great. He gets great. credit for that. He looked great in the second half. He did look great what, against Dallas, right? Was the Philly – yeah, was the Philly – no, he didn't And he didn't the following week. Was the Philly he game a big game? He played six plays. He played six plays. No, the Philly game this year. It was huge. Huge. We're talking playoffs, though. If oh, we're move the goal I see post, what you're saying. If we're going to move the goalposts, Goff has played well, in – Goff outdoed Mahomes on Monday Night Football. That's 54-51. That was a if long we time bring up, If we want to bring up uh, regular season games, Goff has a slew of regular season games to where he's balled out. I'm just trying to defend Brock Purdy on no. this. Like, he hasn't shown up for big games. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's – Baldy just said, who do you trust more in a big yeah. game? And he's trusted Goff more because he's been there before. Now, I trust Brock Purdy, but I may trust Goff a little bit more. Now, in this game, it's a different matchup. They're not playing against each other. Golf has to go against his Niners defense. Purdy has to go against that Lions defense. For sure. So I, I, I'm for sure. All I said was I trust Golf a little bit more, and I got a lot of heat last week for saying that. A lot of heat, but it was based off of experience in the playoffs. I wonder what Niner fans, because I know that we're going to be more skewed toward Brock Purdy and what he's done this year. Dude, he was outstanding this year, um, and he's coming off maybe his like worst performance, but he did, you know. Nail it down in the fourth quarter. And I haven't released really, no. Now, Jared Goff threw a beautiful pass. They were up a touchdown right. late, and, and, then, and they put them away. That was a championship drive. He was from behind. 
Brock Purdy in a game where he was struggling in. I think that, you know, I think his mental toughness, I, I can't overlook. It's very admirable. To no, be able to, he, he to, could, to shake off everything I, he did for three quarters I and hope, play the way he did. I hope I'm not sitting here trying to slander Brock Purdy. No, I, just I think you're being it. fair. Uh, it's just he played. You're well trying in the to lay out quarter. the argument. It, we play, we just, I'm just calling it like it is. And if you don't like it, then. But I wonder I, where I, Niner fans are at because I think most Niner fans like myself are going to dismiss Goff. And we're probably too dismissive. Well, they did dismiss Goff all year. The Lions all season long. I remember somebody brought it up yesterday. Said Bonte, you said this week three that the Lions. You bet not sleep on them because we laugh at them. We laugh at Dan Campbell. We think Jared Goff is a bum because we seen him fail with the Rams and we watched him at Cal Berkeley not be able to take the Bears to a Pac-12 championship. We laughed at the Lions as a laughing stock. And I'm like, guys, this team is physical, man. And I know Baldy got on me after they beat the Chargers down in L.A. That was a very impressive win to me to go to SoFi Stadium and to outduel them when the Chargers were playing for something and to win that game for that team. You talk about culture builders, team builders. They've done it all season long. So, I, look, all Baldy said was he trusts golf more in this game than he does Brock Purdy, which is surprising because I, I think it's surprising from this aspect from you, Shasky. It's because he was on the Purdy trade for a No, he was. And he, he was an, in part my own self, but he's in part of what has influenced some of my opinions. JTL Sullivan as well. Like, I'm watching the game with my own eyes. I formulate opinions. Then I watch the game back independent of, like, what, removing emotion. I'm watching the game back myself. Then I w- listen to what other people that are really educated in the football X's and O's right. try to explain. And they're telling me, like, why... You know, reinforcing things that I already kind of believe or making me think about things in a way that I didn't necessarily know. I don't pretend to know every inner working of every single route combination right. and all that. Like, that's not me. I, I don't, I'm just a dude who has Niner season tickets and wants to see them win the Super Bowl and wants us to have a franchise quarterback right. to win it all. But when Brian Baldinger, who I believe to be this era's John Madden, is championing you as one of these studs when everyone else is saying, no, you're not, I'm going to listen to him because he knows what he's talking about. He breaks down more film than anyone. So, yeah, when he's a little shaky and I already felt a little shaky, yeah, that's not a good sign. And I wonder how many 49er fans are out there listening to this right now, either screaming at their radios oh, they're screaming. or yelling at us like, you morons, Jared Goff over Brock Purdy. you got to look at it from the other point of view well, as well. Well, I laugh. At Niner fans, when they tell me they'd rather have Brock Purdy over Josh Allen. Come on. That happens. How can you watch what I, I just I don't even want to go there, but it's just in football, man, I know I realize having these arguments and talking, you're never you can't please everybody. You just can't. Dominic and San Leandro, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? Uh, this is the perfect time for me to come on because you guys are talking about Brock Purdy. I honestly don't think the offensive struggles are on Purdy. And I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I watch all the games. I was at the game. I truly believe Shanahan is too scared of turnovers until he gets a two-score lead. He waits all year for the playoffs. He looks for all these fancy schemes, all these fancy plays to drop, and he does a motion bubble screen to the left, fakes it, and throws a bubble screen to the right the first play of the game. And it just... What's with all the confusion? What happened to this talented team that would put two tight ends out there, pick a butt cheek on the guard, and then just run it right up the middle? <laughs> it, he needs to 
go after teams more because the first half of the game, it seems like we're on our heels and not on our toes, and we're begging our defense to get a stop, which they're talented enough to do. But we could jump out 21 to nothing on teams if Shanahan allows him to make these beautiful throws that Purdy's been making all year. We have not seen a quarterback like this make throws over the top of the linebackers across the middle like this in decades. If Kaepernick did it, it was a bullet pass, and it barely missed a linebacker. And if Garoppolo did it, it was up in the air forever and landed in a linebacker's jersey. This is something special we have here, and he needs to take him out of the box and let him go crazy and destroy this Lions defense because that's what's supposed to happen. No doubt. No doubt. That's that's a hell of a call. Let's get to Trey real quick before we get to Kirk Morrison at 8.30. Trey and Vallejo, what's happening? Man, how you top of the morning to you guys, top man? How morning. you guys doing today? Oh, man, I can't complain, Trey. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, a few things. You know, my prediction is this. You know, I, I got the Niners taking it this Sunday. Um, I'm kind of like an old, old philosopher on this. A dome team coming outside. You know, I think that's going to play a part to the Niners' advantage. But, you know, yeah, I know Detroit is tough. You know, but I, I see the Niners winning it. Like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 28 to 17. It's too mm. early for predictions. I got to know what Debo's doing. Like, I can't I can't even begin to predict. We don't even know if Debo's going to play. Yeah. I, I got I that's a, that's a key component. Yeah. Like, this team, forget this year and the three-game slide. Just think about the career of Debo. When he's missed time, they have been significantly under 500. They're right. a totally different organization. All right, we're going to have a lot of Dan Campbell sound, teams, some Baldy sound, uh, Baldy sound, Dan Campbell sound, Lions and Niners. I got the Niners winning. I know it's too early for predictions. Uh, don't get it twisted. I think the Niners are the better football team. But you better come ready to play. You come like you came out last week against Green Bay, and you will, we will be having a funeral next Monday. Those are facts. But I have the Niners winning. All right, let's break. Let's break. Kirk Morris is coming up. That's brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.